Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You know what, Chris? What's that, Andrew? I've always liked you. Uh huh. But in like a sexual way. Yes. But yeah, like, yes, your butt. That's oh, a great you. example. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank yes. you. OK, <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a good place. I feel like the worst is over. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's all it's all downhill from here. You I've know? been saying that for years. Basement flooded. Yep. I, and I edited last week's episode. Didn't sound terrible. Hey. I thought it sounded pretty good. That's pretty much what our baseline is right there. I did forget to record a theme song for our segment, Young, Dumb, and Full of Trailers. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. We'll get to Melinda it. Melinda listened to the episode today, and I was like, fuck. We had just got done having a conversation where she was like, you don't, I was like, oh, it's good for me to listen to these two so I can hear if I made any like huge mistakes. And she was like, you don't listen to them after you edit them. And I was like, no, nah, I don't have the time. I can't listen to an hour long thing after I finish editing for six hours. <laughs> an hour long thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then we got to that part and I was like, whatever. I'll put it in next time. It, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll do it live. It's all right. Also, yeah, if you're listening to this, I am. Well, so um, I oh you were talking to them I was it just oh, okay. got very existential too because I yeah, was like okay. I was gonna be like you're not listening to this and then I was like but you might be when you're listening to this I might be I know and now now I don't know what to do we are putting out weekly videos now on YouTube yeah at least weekly maybe even more than weekly yes and I say that a week before we've started yep so hopefully. Because we record these ahead of time. We really threw our hat over the wall here. Yeah. Hopefully we're actually doing it. But I have some ideas of things I already want to talk about. Excellent. Like I saw an article about how Dave Bautista, no spoilers, anyone. We haven't seen Glass Onion. I'm in the middle of it right now. But I believe it was Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. said that uh, Dave Bautista is the best wrestler turned actor of you all know, time. I actually would agree with that. And I would like to do a video on wrestlers turn actors. No, because oh. I don't know shit about wrestlers. That'd be a good one for you, though. Actually, it would be. <gasps> yeah, I like that. Because you're you're a dumb hick. But yes, I am. I would like to do one on playing dumb because it is very, very hard. It's very hard. And I think that is one of the marks of a good actor is if you could convincingly yes. play an idiot. Yes, that's actually really Really, yeah. True. Look at someone like Ashton Kutcher is a great example. You know, that guy plays an idiot like so well, so and well. he's like a I don't know, like a rocket scientist or something. He's some shit. really actually smart. <laughs> I mean, he's very business savvy. He yeah. was like, you know, he's not the founder of Twitter, obviously, but no. he's like damn near close, basically. Yeah, he's also he's the reincarnation of Apple Man, whatever his name was, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah, because he looks yeah. just like him, and then he played him, and, and nobody played saw him. it, and nobody saw it. By the way, can I just say you are up in your hair game lately <laughs> since you got your haircut. I've seen photos of you and I'm looking at you now and I'm like, God damn, this is a good looking man. Thank you. You are not on Instagram. But this morning, the first thing I posted on Instagram was a story of my, it was my hair was a mess. And I was like, how did I just get my haircut? And I already need a haircut. Yes, because this is how normal people function, Andrew. They get a haircut and then shortly thereafter. I didn't need a haircut for like four years. Yes, you did. You just didn't get one. (laughs) There's a difference between what you're saying. No, no, no. Because in the same way, like I haven't needed a shower in like six months. Actually, that's true. You have a very intoxicating Musk, I will say. (laughs) An Elon Musk. 
No, no, <laughs> no, Andrew. We will not bring him into this. Okay, not sorry. Not this early into the episode. <laughs> All right, I'll do uh, it later. We, yeah, we save that usually for the end, somewhere around there. It, it goes. It always goes the same way. You and I talking crap about our family in the beginning. Show, 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 show. <laughs> Midway through. Nervous breakdown. Nervous breakdown. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then I bring up Twitter and talk about Elon Musk. And then bring, uh, yes. And then at the end, we bring up Elon Musk at the very end. Yeah. yeah. And then somewhere in there is a uh, weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> That's the structure of the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is yeah. the, it is yeah. our hero's journey. It is our, <laughs> our Joseph Campbell-esque structure to the yeah. show. Yeah. All right. That, yeah. And it always ends with uh, one of us throwing the ring in the fiery pits of Mordor. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And then we got to schlep it back home. <laughs> what? And we got to schlep it. Not the ring. We just have to schlep ourselves back home. Oh, oh okay. I was very yeah. good. I was like, did you see that movie? Of I, we have had this conversation. No, I have not. Oh, that's We had this on an right. episode already. You if haven't you seen check those it, movies. Yes. If you're wondering what we're talking about, it's on a previous episode. It's the... the I forget what it's titled, but it's about all the we're, we admit to each other all the different nerd stuff that we haven't seen. And yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. Good God. I How know. do you sleep at night with a lot more sleep? Because I save myself six hours from not watching those. Movies. No, 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 no. Sorry. You misunderstand. Okay. Those movies are so long that they help you fall asleep. <laughs> Like how I don't understand how anyone can go to bed without putting that on first. Ah yes, Return of the King, the Ambient of Movies. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of a comic geek and movie. I don't like how I did that. Hold up. Sorry. I felt like I had a little phlegmy stuff going on. I had some Belgian chocolates before I came on the air. And now I have Oh, that. see, that's a mistake. I almost had some some candy. And then I was like, no, no, I no, know. no. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news. All in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and enjoy a delightful chocolate. I, I, I'm, you know what? I'm sticking with the way I said that. Actually, I'm standing by it. My name, I was like, you didn't like the first uh, yep, one? But I love the second one. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me is always... That's how people view sex with me. Um, my name is Chris Treble. Alongside me is always is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. At what point did we say the nervous breakdown happens? I don't know, but it's already come and gone. We're mixing it all up today. I know. We're just it's going crazy. Elon right Musk now. is at the front. We're getting the nervous breakdown out of the way. I'm doing a couple of intros. Yeah. Why not? You know what, Andrew? It's 2023. We're three days into 2023, and already this year sucks. We aren't actually there yet. I mean, we will. No, be. I know. But by the when this episode comes out, is, are you banking on it sucking? Yes, of course. Don't you? Do you think you? a celebrity is going to die by the time this episode goes live? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred of A hundred percent. Yes. A hundred percent of the celebrities <laughs> oh, in the world. They're all gone. This is our That's, final podcast because we won't have anything to talk yo, about. Yo, that would be a great idea for a comic book. All the celebrities die? Yeah. It's like, <gasps> actually, why the last man? Oh, I do actually like this. At yeah. first I was going to mock this, and then I went, it's oh, a good this could idea, be interesting. Right? Yeah, because what do you feel celebrity? I have, because I also have this theory. I don't know if I've ever said this on, on air before. I have this theory every time I see a, a celebrity die that 
there's obviously there like tiers to celebrity. We all know this, but like every time one dies from a certain tier, one must ascend to that tier to fill in the spot. So like if like an icon dies, if like a like a Harrison Ford dies, right? There's some other slightly lower, very famous person that then has to become. So you know we have to fill in that space somehow. Like we will not ex- nature abhors abhors. Is it boars? No, of whores. You know what I'm saying. A vacuum. And uh, and so some other celebrity will be pulled up into that icon level. But therefore, everyone else has to move up a certain notch as well. So I'm like, if all the celebrities were to die, what do we fill in celebrity with? We will not accept no celebrities in this society, right? There's no way that that's going to happen. So what do we do? I love this idea. Like how I just summed up the theme of the sh- of the comic for a thing that I didn't think up, like I thought it up. There it is. Okay, my audio interface broke again while you were talking. Oh, okay. and I've been trying to fix it. Okay. Okay. So you heard nothing of what I said. I got the gist of it. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's get it. Should we get into this? Let's do it. Let's get this let's, the fuck out of the way. Let's get this the fuck out of the way. Ah, oh, no truer words were ever spoken. Andrew, actually, you always have a lovely intro for these. Did you write an intro for this? Of course I did. This is James Cameron's masterpiece. Take us into it, baby. Chris? Yes? Strong character development, <laughs> powerful story elements, relevant and specific allegorical metaphor. Avatar The Way of Water has none of these, but what it does have is the right ingredients for a catfish joke. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It has cat people and it's got fish. I have so many strange notes about this. I don't really have a segue of like, it's doing this and it did this. It's going to it will have made a billion dollars by the time you are listening to this. Yes. Has it? No, it hasn't just yet when we're recording. No, it's at like it's, 950 yeah, it's, bill, it's million. It's $999,999,000. Yeah. Oh, it just made a penny. Yeah. <laughs> it won. Yeah. So Avatar Way of the Water. Um, all right. Let's get the, first of all, spoilers for Avatar Way of the Water. But let's let's just get into this because I feel like we're going to have to. OK, Andrew. Did what did you did you like this movie? I did not. Okay, Uh, I am not surprised at all by that. (laughs) I was I was maybe uh, (laughs) ten minutes into this, and I was like, "Oh, Andrew's going to hate this." (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, we've been doing this for too long. Then it's time for our like Logan's Run jewels to kill us now because we're like we've done it too long. I'll tell you what, I actually think I like this. I think I liked it. Did I love it? No. Um, is there a lot to talk about with this? Sure is. Overall, I enjoyed it, but I'm not. Am I going to watch this again? Nope. Not until I'm going to do what I did with this Avatar movie that I did with the first Avatar movie. I'm not going to watch it again until Avatar 3 is about to come out. And then I'm going to go, oh, fuck, what happened in that last movie? All right, let me, I better watch it again. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I thought it was an improvement on the first one. Okay, that was actually my next question. Because this is, okay, wait, actually, I wrote literally a note about that. Okay, let me ask this. Is the plot better than the first one? Yes. Because we talked about how the first plot is, I mean, it's it's so overdone. It's Pocahontas, it's Dances with Wolves. Yeah. This, and it's basically nothing. Yeah. This plot could go anywhere. 
because they had gotten all that stuff out of the way. So do you you so you feel that this plot is better than at least the first one? Yes, I do. And in fact, it it kind of I don't want to take credit away from James Cameron. But it is much easier. I think think he's fine on the credit. I know, I I know, I know. But I don't want to be too hard on him because I do hate that first movie. Yeah, I don't. I want to make sure that I'm saying the things that I mean and not being overly critical. Right. It is easier to make a, a story that is good that takes place after a big event. And we'll talk about this a little bit, I think, in the um, reading assignment as well. But, you know, there are I'm trying to think of specific examples, but the the. The one that my theater teacher always brought up in school was there's a play called like Born on the 5th of July or something like that. Yeah. And it's because yeah, it takes yeah, place yeah. after the 4th of July. It's like the, uh, you know, it's the, it, I don't I never read it. <laughs> but from what I understand, someone is born on the 5th of July. Sure. Yeah. That is what you've gleaned from your teacher. Yeah. Just yakking on about this thing. A hundred percent. Well, you're a details man. And I've always liked that about you. Andrew. thank you. Yeah, no problem. There was a specific example I thought of while I was writing notes for this film and I can't think of it now, but generally speaking, like the biggest movies that you the the best, most critically acclaimed films that you will come across, the the thing has happened. Even say Lord of the Rings. Right. Sauron has nearly destroyed the entire world. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you've seen it. Well, Lord of the Rings, I mean, if nothing else, like The Hobbit already happened when those movies happen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. But even The Hobbit, like there are events that take place before these stories that. Right. Exactly. A domino effect has happened that has led us to this event. In a sense, we're coming into the second act of a story. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that is evident here as well. Mm -hmm. That like the things have happened. The dominoes are falling now. Right. I still don't really give a shit about anybody. Mm-hmm. But I give slightly more, more of a shit. shits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Sully being the big one. No, no. Okay. No, I me. don't care about him. Okay. I care so, about his family. So still less shits about Jake Sully than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about him. Maybe equal, equal to how much I gave equal a shit about. I don't know that I could to the first movie. Yeah, I don't know that I could shit less about him. But you didn't shit more about him. Like I feel like the shit floor is pretty much at zero dB. Okay. <laughs> For any audio files, yeah, I got there. you. Sure, great. Here's <laughs> the thing: there's a moment near the beginning where he is really f- he he's trying to convince someone to let his family stay with them to sort of take refuge right in their basement yeah, that's right and then it floods and they have to find somewhere else because it's the way of water yep there it is but yep that's what it is he does not do a very good job he's still an idiot yes he's still a complete moron yes that everybody looks up to and cherishes like he's this fucking god it's not that he's a moron necessarily he's just a giant wait hold on let me, let me just finish. it's not necessarily that I think he's he doesn't come across to me as a complete moron all the time but he's a big old meathead okay like he's just a big jarhead like marine and you're like and and the first movie i mean it was kind of really over the top he was like i'm a marine I gave him a southern accent, even though he, he had a like southern a accent, accent for a little bit. It goes in and out. But this time he's just still like such a jarhead. Like, I'm a Marine. And we're like, we're like, like you have four kids and some of them are they're teenagers. So this has been we're going on like, I mean, I don't know how fast Navi age. Actually, now I think about it, it could have been a week and a half. Yes. I'm not sure. But I'm assuming it's been like 
10, 12, I, they at may least, say it yeah, in the movie. I would assume. But it's at least like 10 to 12 years since the first movie. And you're still like, have the mindset of this big dumb old Marine. And I'm like, you've gained zero. You you talk like you've gained perspective, but you act like you've gained zero perspective. You say that you have gained perspective is essentially it's telling us, not showing us. Right. Exactly. He talks about how he's gained perspective, but then I don't see any perspective. You just act like the same old Marie. And like I said, I don't necessarily find him as dumb, as unintelligent as I did in the first movie. But I'm still like, you don't think about this in any way, but like you were when you were a human anyway. And you keep saying that you're really one of the Navi now, but you don't act like them at all. Like, not even close. You're just a big Marine all the time. You know, there's been like zero character. I hear what you're saying. I still think he's a fucking moron. And that's fine, too. You know, in this scene, he never is actively trying to convince them to, like, help him. He's just like he asks once. Yeah. And then he's like, please. I don't know. It's very strange. Like the way that he acts and the way his family acts is all very weird. There's a lot of very distracting shit in this, too, that we'll get into uh, when we get into notes. But so that scene makes me sort of well up for his family and partially because I don't think he's doing a good enough job. To keep them safe. No. And I'm like, I feel sad for them. And I can't tell if that's supposed to. I, so there's oh, no, some it's not. parts where I'm like, this is this seems purposeful. And the, uh, there's another scene near the end, and I won't spoil it, but it's a very important scene. It's sort of a keystone, uh, a big change, a shift happens in the story because of it. Um, but there is a beautiful shot of the family sort of on a rock. Oh, yeah. In the middle of the ocean. And it shows a beautiful scene behind them as they're looking down at one of the characters. And that scene, I th- I think I nearly cry- I may have cried a little bit like I was very sad. I was very emotional in this scene. But other than that, I was like, yeah, all right. It's blue cat people. And even the CG James Cameron has reached a point where there are two problems with how good the CG is. Uh huh. One is that the frame rate is higher than real life. Yes. This fucked with me. It's so unsettling. But here's the second problem, and this is a big one that I want to get into. Movie theaters aren't ready for it yet. Technologically. Right. They have not improved their projectors. When Melinda and I saw it together, we left the theater and I said, was this movie not finished Like, did you get that impression? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, did the frame rate drop a shit ton for like random scenes? And she was like, yeah, I noticed that, too. What was that about? And I was like, I don't know. Like, did the developers, did the CGI people just get up from their desks and leave and they just put the movie out anyway? What happened? Right. And I researched it a little bit. This movie is crashing theater projectors. Oh, it does not surprise me. Right. And that's what we saw. Half of this movie was in a lower frame rate. Than films from the 60s right. for me. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, this, it really threw me too. Because at first, I had to, I was like forced to see this in 3D because they had literally 2D times, like two showings of non 3D versions of this during the day and then like 20 3Ds. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to pay. Yeah fucking extra for, to see it in 3d but i had to and at first i was like is this because this is in 3d like what's right, going on because yeah. i didn't i haven't seen a 3d movie in forever and so I, I was like what the fuck is going on with it 
because it was like the fight scenes especially are like they're really super fast. It feels like it's in fast motion, right? It feels like it's in fast motion. Yeah. I thought it was just me. Yeah. And I, or I thought it was like just the, the theater I was in or something. I was like, is this because I saw it in 3D? What the hell is going on? It's the super high frame rate. And it's the super high frame rate. Yeah, because I, I looked into it as well and I was like, what the hell is this? And it's the super high frame rate, but then it drops back down for like normal scenes. But there's a lot of this where it's like it, it almost it looks like a video game cutscene, bro, because of the high dude, frame rate. My guy. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, we that's another thing that Melinda and I said is it's a three hour long video game cutscene. It, and it's not just because yes. of the frame rate. It's not just because of that. There's also I put in here there's camera movement. That is keyframed in in post-production. Yes, because it's all CGI. And when you do that, when you make a computer move the camera, it doesn't feel like a human being is moving it. It feel, It's the same way that you do a video game cutscene. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're moving, like you, a person, are moving. Right. It feels like the screen is moving, moving in front of you. Moving in front of you and not the other way yeah. around. Yeah. Right. I know. So a lot of this, I was like, between that and the other thing, I was like, this is like a video game, like, yeah. like a cutscene. And I thought, I was like, am I old? Am I just, is it just that? Have I like not seen a movie like this in so long that I, I'm just unaccustomed no, to this? Is this new. what movies are but now? But here's the other thing with that. This is the point I really wanted to touch on. There are, it's an epidemic that's happening over the country that movie projectors are crashing because of how high the frame rate is. And that happened in our theater. And evidently it's happened in a ton of theaters across the country. Really? If your movie only looks good in a handful of theaters, then it doesn't look good. Yeah. Because I left that movie going, what the fuck did they spend all that money on? Right. It looked like PlayStation 2 level CGI. Yeah. I was like, why did yeah. I even spend money on this? And I kept trying to find articles of people talking about why it didn't look good because a lot of people were talking about how it looked incredible. And I was like, parts of it did, but parts of it looked like absolute shit. And the reason for that is because our projector kept crashing. Oh, See, our projector, I don't think our projector ever crashed. I saw it in 2D in New Jersey. Like, I got it. Okay. You know? Yeah, see, I don't think our projector crashed, so it all looked, I mean, for when I saw it, it looks stunning. Every frame looks stunning, but it just threw me. Here's the other thing. If it were a normal frame rate originally and it was crashing it wouldn't have been as distracting right but you're starting in 48 and then when it crashes it drops down to like 15 and I, so you're going from distractingly high to, to distractingly, distractingly low. low yeah and it's it's so it it is so fucking distracting yeah that's fascinating. That's so interesting. Do you want to get into spoilers? Yeah, let's get into spoilers. Let's just right. get into plots and let's get into Because I want to talk more about other things that were very distracting. Okay, let's do it. Including this very big spoiler, yeah. which is that Sigourney Weaver's 71-year-old face is on a 13-year-old. Ah. And her 71-year-old voice is in, coming out of a 13-year-old. Listen, Sigourney Weaver has finally achieved the ultimate achievement as an actor, uh, and that is doing a scene with yourself. That's apparently the new high bar yeah. that you can reach, and Sigourney Weaver has reached it. Move over, EGOT. <laughs> All right? I thought you were going to say move over, Paul Bettany. There's a new standard in town. If you've performed a scene with yourself, yeah. you have reached it as an actor. Yeah. You've culminated. You can retire now. What the, this is a new thing. I don't know what this is now. I don't know if she did it or if they did it, but clearly they were trying to change the voice, like raise it up a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Make it a little younger. I suspect it's a combination of two. I suspect she was trying to do it, and then they additionally they raised added onto it half it. a pitch That's, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she raised it half a pitch, and then they raised yeah, it another yeah. half a pitch. Is what? Well, I'm, and she's definitely putting on an affectation of some kind. That's a little light, like not even pitch wise, but just sort of it's playful. Yes. you know, it's it's sarcastic. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a lot more like a teenager. It is, and I think for the, I think it's a valiant attempt there are definitely parts of this where i'm like this is strange yeah this is strange and you're a 71 year old trying to play a teenager and this is strange i I think she listen sigourney weaver is a fantastic actor and so for a lot of this i was like i can go with this like i'm aware of what i was definitely aware the whole time of what was going on but i was like i can go with this i can get behind it and she's doing a good enough job pulling it off but yeah especially when you first realize like oh shit that's really sigourney weaver yeah well and also i think another thing that makes it incredibly distracting is that this actor already plays a character in this universe yeah. So it's not just like, I don't know, they got Ed Asner to play <laughs> to play Dennis the Menace or some shit. Right. It's like they this is a character that we have already that we've seen in this movie. Yeah. But like I, it's it's so hard for me. Right. Yeah. I was OK with it. I, her character itself, aside from her performance, sometimes just gets on my nerves. Yeah. It's a very one note character. She's also Jesus, which I was like, oh, we're doing this. OK. I mean, I was OK. I actually kind of enjoyed the idea that they were setting up like something that goes throughout the movies. Sure. I'm OK. Uh, you know, I'm like immaculate okay. conception. Awesome. She's Anakin Skywalker. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Fine. I guess. Whatever. It's just another example of like a super overdone plot. They were like, hey, we didn't do that. This movie. Should we throw one in? Yeah, let's do it. What's the oldest plot we can think of? I know. Jesus. Hey, listen, if you're if you're going to steal. You know, <laughs> steal from the best, steal from the best. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, also it clearly works. Seeing the 20th Century Fox intro reminded me how long it's been since I've seen a movie that wasn't a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're, you're right. It's I so it popped up and I was like, what the, like, fuck, what the fuck is, is this? What, where's what, my, are they still around? Where's they still my flipping pages? What the heck? Can we also talk about how Stephen Lang had a child on Pandora? Right. With whom? I'm less interested in who this kid's father was, and I'm more interested in who the mother was. Yeah. Because that kid was in diapers when we first saw him, which means he didn't come over. He was born there. Right. I'm going to say Sigourney Weaver. That be. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, sir. Sigourney Weaver can be considered an attractive woman. You know what? You know what? I take it back. She was probably only like 58 at the time. Yeah, exactly. It was like 13 years ago. Yeah. I take it so, back. I take it back. I, and by the way, the O was really more about Stephen Lang's character <laughs> having intercourse oh, with sure anyone. it was. Okay. Sure. Listen, chicks dig scars. Okay. So, <laughs> and he's got some for days. He does. That's I true. expected him to either put the scars back on his head or get the scars again. Oh, really? I don't know why. I just felt like it was going to happen. He's a good actor, though. He's I a like fantastic actor. And he's great in this. He's, he's, he's awesome. fine. Oh, I, all right. Speaking of plot, I had, because I had a couple of thoughts as well. Do you mind? I mean, a little, but you can go if you like. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Here's a thought that I had. And this is kind of my overarching as much as i enjoyed this movie this is the thing that kept me from really actually just getting being able to get into this okay this is kind of my overarching 
thing that kept creeping up on me. Let me explain it like this. Uh, Andrew, you know, I used to work uh, for Santa Claus. Right. What? what? what did you just so, say? I'm gonna. There's a point to this. You know, you, you and I have talked about how I used to. Work I know that for you Santa used Claus. to work for Santa Claus. Yes. So I used to work. I used to work at Macy's for Santa Claus. Were you as janitor? Yes, that's what I did. Okay. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> After a, a night full of dairy and cookies, <laughs> man. Oh yeah 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 yeah. No, no, just no. glad you don't have to be his plumber right there are not enough candy canes to plumb that toilet man because um, they poke they poke anyway not the point so i used to work for santa claus right and we had a thing we had this thing where if you're going to come to visit santa claus we were very aware that basically whenever you come to see something like this as soon as you walk into the room with a what is supposed to be an imaginary figure, the clock starts ticking and it becomes less magical the longer you are there. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the more you're there, the more chance you have to go. Wait. Yeah. That's not real. And there's this and there's this thing here. Whereas if you get in and you have a magical time and then you get out, it's preserved. The problem with having an over three hour movie that is now a sequel to an almost three hour movie is that the longer I'm there, the more chance I have to sit there and go, wait, but this doesn't make sense because why would, and I, and this is something that happened. The movie started for me at eight, about eight thirty. Oh Jesus. And I think and you're like when I left, the sun was coming up. Yeah. And I think by about like nine, nine thirty, I had this thought, right? Why do the humans actually come back? Like, what's the point? Okay, so in the first movie, we have Giovanni Verbisi. He's like a CEO, right? So this yeah. is a company. Which he doesn't need to be there. No, he doesn't need to be there either. But I get like, all right, you're going right. to send like one guy for the corporate interest yeah, to like yeah, yeah. oversee things. Because essentially, Stephen Merchant, you know, the, uh, Stephen Merchant, yeah, Stephen Lang, guy. different yeah. guy, much. Well, I would I would love to see him as an avatar, though. That would be I was very say, entertaining. He, they wouldn't need to do any CGI. He's, just cover him blue and enough, he's the right yeah. height. Yeah. But Stephen Lang and all of the military there. They're essentially they're not actually military. They're they're mercenaries, right? They're uh, paid to be the no, that's not right. No. Not mercenaries. What am, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, a mercenary is someone who is sort of a hired gun. Right, but think about because if a company is there, it's not the military that is there. But I think the military is there. I think we're at a point where the, the like capitalism has extended so far that the U.S. military that it can control the military. Okay, because we're basically there. They never now. explicitly say that, but okay, I'll I'll even, I'll even grant you that. Let's say that's that's even true. But essentially, at the heart of this, this is a company going to this planet to mine it for its resources. Right? It was. It was until they were defeated, and then they get kicked off. They come back. And no one says anything about going back to try and mine the place of unobtainium. Not a single person. Yeah. Right. They come back and their first thing out the gate is we're going to kill Jake Sully. We're going to go after the Navi and we're going to kill them and we're going to kill Jake Sully. They do explain why. Why exactly are they? Because they 
defeated them in the first one movie? No, 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 no. They so okay. So this is another problem with having a three hour long movie is that like okay a lot of the plot points I got to see it twice. Good God, man! I know, but a lot of the very important plot points are like in 10 second pieces. Okay. And so maybe they just, it's gone. And they're gone. So So I might just be missing this. Yeah. Edie Falco. And that's another problem. I don't remember a single fucking character's name in this entire thing. No, Edie Falco Falco. tells him that the reason they've come back is because earth is becoming uninhabitable and they're going to terraform Pandora and claim it as earth too. Oh, right. When did that happen? So remember when he blows up the train, Jake Sully at the very beginning, Yes. The reason they they need Jake Sully out of the way is because he and this is how they get guns and stuff. Remember, they have like all the all the yeah, yeah, yeah. weapons yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. The Navi, yeah, do yeah. Now. they have all like Earth weapons and Earth right. tech. And it's because every time they try to move supplies yeah. to their bases to right. try and terraform Earth some more. Jake Sully leads a group of Navi and they take the supplies. Yeah, I got that. I just didn't get why. I I, I missed the part about. So the they fact need that to kill okay. Jake Sully so they can continue terraforming Pandora. That's what they're doing the whole time. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Because but here's the other thing is that they also then they so then they go later on. They go to the water people and they chase Jake Sully there. Which, by the way, even so, I understand like what you're saying, and they need to get Jake Sully out of the way because he keeps blowing up trains. But you've now chased Jake Sully away, and he stopped yeah. blowing up trains. Right. So, just go. Just yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. Like yeah. Stop. just terraform the Earth. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. This is yeah. what I'm saying. Mission yeah. accomplished. So okay. So they are. Ter- so there is kind of a reason that the humans come back. But then also they're at the fish people. And while they're at the fish people, then Stephen Lang meets the whale, the whalers. Yeah. Right. So apparently they've been there the whole time. Too. Right. Yeah. I don't really understand their thing. OK. But their thing is they kill these giant whales. We'll get into the whales. We'll get into the talking whales. We'll get into second. the whales just like the whalers do. So they go. So they kill a whale. And what they do. And I get it. It's another. God, it's man. It's so ham fisted metaphors. I get it. They're oh, whalers. Oh, is that a metaphor? From the 1800s or something. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. I get it. It's Moby Dick in space. Yeah. So they take the brain juice. So they take the brain juice and he says, this little thing here is worth 80 million. Is worth way more than any bit of unobtainium ever was because it's... Did stu- he say that? He said something about how this is worth way more than unobtainium. Oh, I don't it's even the remember the only mention that. about unobtainium of unup... God, I fucking hate this word. <laughs> unobtainium that's I think said in the entire movie but he said this is worth a lot more than unobtainium oh you know what I don't think he says unobtainium but I think he does say it's the it's the most profitable thing we've ever found or oh, something okay. like that yeah yeah, yeah yeah so maybe I, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm that like might be what it connecting is connecting it yeah but he does he says it's like the most profitable thing because it stops human aging right okay so if that's true then why the hell are you doing anything else? Yeah. Because in the last movie, you did everything you could to get this little rock, and that's all you cared about. Yeah. So now you have a more profitable thing, and you're a company, right? That's all. You're just caring about bottom line. Yeah. So why in the hell are you caring about anything else except getting those whales? And why the hell are why the hell did the humans land? I guess it's to terraform. Pandora, but why would you even land anywhere else other than close to an ocean? Yeah. Like, why did you even land close to back to where Jake Sully was in the first yeah. place? If this is the most pr- profitable thing over here, right? And this is the problem: the the movie is so long, and it's so full of beautiful shots of the ocean. It's an hour long movie in three hours, right? That I don't need. Yeah. That I have time to go. 
Wait, why do they even bother if that's if that's the more important thing? And here's another thing too. Neil deGrasse Tyson has this great I guess it's not a theory, but it's a it's sort of a question in response to, you know, a lot of people have been talking about how maybe we can go to Mars if the Earth becomes un- uninhabitable. Maybe we can make yeah. Mars inhabitable. Yeah. And that's sort of probably where the plot for this movie came from, is that was a big thing 10, 15 years ago people were talking about. Neil deGrasse Tyson says in response to that if we can turn an uninhabitable place into an inhabitable place, then why we, don't we just we can just do that here? Do it here. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do it at the place we're already inhabiting. Here's another thing. They needed unobtainium so badly because of how much it was worth, right? Right. Right. They didn't really get it, right? Right. But they have the funding to terraform a planet and move everyone there. What Again, getting into this idea that like you have to remember that this is all done by a company. This is not like sure. planet Earth itself. But that's going to happen. Like, who's going to come here? Right. Everybody. A handful of billionaires. This is what I'm Another saying. Another thing is Elon this Musk. takes place so far in the future. How much money is $80 million? $80 million isn't that much money right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, here's, and again, like I said, like, that's what I, I said. I have the exact same note. I even forgot I wrote this. Where are all these people coming from? Yeah. Where are they? They're a company. Okay. Because, uh, again, this is a company. So they mine rocks. And when then that, that doesn't work, they mine whale brain juice. Right. But they're sending, like, so many people to this thing. As a company, at a certain point, wouldn't you just go like you go to get a, an Obtainian and that worked for a while and you made a big push to kill the Navi and drive them out of their homes to get to that one big mine and it didn't work. So at a certain point, as a company, you would probably go, this is no longer like the profit margin on this compared to the amount of money we spend to do this doesn't make sense. Yeah. What do we do? We just move on to something else. Yeah. That's it. You would just like, why would you send anyone back again? When I saw they came back, I was like, why? Yeah. Why send people back? You got defeated. You don't have the, like this thing doesn't work anymore. It can't possibly be profitable to send more ships. Try again set up base all start the whole operation over again yeah to get the same thing yep or to set up base to get whale juice all over again if you get defeated as a as a company you would just go all right we're gonna find something else that's this project no longer makes sense for us it's no longer viable so we're gonna cut funding like i i guess a better version of this movie would have been i guess a more interesting version is like the company calls all the humans that are left, like the military people, like the Edith Falco people and everything, or the whalers, and they're like, hey, um, yeah, we're done. And uh, we're cutting off funding. And they're like, oh, cool. When are the ships coming to take us home? And they're like, yeah, about that. Uh, we don't actually have enough money to do that. Yeah. So good luck to you. And we'll send you your severance. And there's a gold watch coming for you as a thank you (laughs) and uh, good luck to you. And then there, because the humans are like, fuck, fuck. You know who did this? The Navi did this. And then they go to war. I'm like, that's an interesting plot. Yeah. Uh, Here's another thing about the whales. I have a lot of thoughts about the whales. Yes. So they talk. Yeah. And so they're talking animals and do math. So are there other talking animals in this? Uh, Not that we have seen. 
Well, that's the thing, right? It's like technically Navi are talking animals. Humans True. are talking animals. Like, I think it's yes. just it's another animal species that's as smart, probably smarter than people mm. slash Navi. But right. OK, hear me out. OK, so this vial is worth 80 million dollars. Sure. You've got a team of 20 people, at least mm-hmm. that you are paying. Mm-hmm. You've got a bunch of ships with harpoons. Mm-hmm. Yes. And y- you've got these like depth charges that you're throwing out those are you know you can't reuse those you got to replace those you've got harpoons that need replacing you've got those inflatable things that need replacing you've got fucking crab submarines yeah that you need to purchase and maintain right 80 million dollars right sounds like a big number right but i'm like does it cover one like and and you've got to transfer transport it back. You've got to pile this whale up and then dig a hole in it and suck the juice out. Like, does it does it pay for itself? You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But mo- mostly because also, again, you're shipping this all this stuff from space. Right. So, so I'm, I'm just I, it, like eighty million dollars sounds like a lot of money. This it's is probably the worst worth company a lot less in the, the future. World. And in this, I, I know. Well, and it's so confusing as to what. And he's like, ah, oh, it's worth eighty million. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, right? When you break it, that how down, much profit does it give you? This is the worst, the dumbest company. Here's another thing. He he pulls the juice out. And he gets one container. It fills one container. Right. And he's like, this is worth eighty million dollars. And I was like. You don't want to pop another container in there just to get a couple more. Let's get a couple squirts in there. Yeah. Worth like ten million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yep. Like I I just am fascinated by a lot of the stuff in this film. Yeah, I know. Oh no. None of this. I mean, I guess again, maybe the point is that this company is a is a terrible company. Not like just an evil company, but like just bad, just bad at it. And like, they're just so wasteful. And I guess never talked about the whales. And then they were really happy when they came back. And I was like, Oh, I guess this is a thing, right? The whales are a big thing in this movie. Yeah. Like when they need to be physically, but also, you know what I'm saying? But only when they need need to be like, they're not a big deal until the plot calls for it. Yes. And then they're a huge deal. Very strange. The whales are puzzling to me again. Like I said, they, they talk, and I guess, yeah. and I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, they're, I guess they're, they're the other animals that we've seen talk in this, in this, mo- in this franchise, in this world so far. But, um, but if this is supposed to be a parallel for Earth, which in all regards it is, yeah, there are animals on this planet, on our planet that are just as smart or smarter than humans, like whales or dolphins or things, but they don't talk. We can't talk to them, is what I'm saying. They're not just as smart as us. Uh, listen, I've met some people. Okay, yeah. let's, <laughs> okay cool. some of us. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, we're not, there's no animal on this planet that's just as smart as no, people. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, they are, they're, they're, there are animals on this planet that their intelligence is comparable to. Well, okay, and you bring up another interesting point, though, which is but that, like, we can't converse I hear with you, them. But do they have to be smart in order for us to say, hey, let's not kill that thing? No, I, that's a whole different argument. I know. I'm just confused. Uh, like I said, they introduced this idea of, like, oh, we can openly converse with the whales. Like, yeah, yeah. not like we're going to plug into them or right. anything. 
anything like that. And not like Coco the gorilla where we can do a couple sign language things and and ask if they're hungry or whatever. Yes, this is. (laughs) But neither. If you're watching the Patreon, neither of us speak sign language. I do. Should be clear. I did hungry. I did steal third. Yeah, you did nothing. I don't know what that is. This is Navi for why am I talking to a whale? They just like (laughs) talk to them and then the whales talk back and they have a conversation. They're like, hey, Cheryl, what's going on? Like the nails or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what is this? This is the first animal and so far the only animal that happens. But and they also never say like, oh, they t- can talk. You know, like the like the birds over here can talk or this thing can talk or that yeah. thing can talk. What? It just works out really well that that one animal that happens to be needed for the rest of this plot can talk to us. Yeah, it's crazy. I also I wrote here. They're cowards for having them speak English the whole time. Like when he's like, oh, now it's like a second language to me. And I was like, fuck you. Actually, I like that. No, I don't. I, it became very confusing to me because there were parts where I would like I was like, wait, are they speak? Which one is because there were people who like I was like, do these people know how to speak Navi? Are we speaking Navi right now? Are we speaking English? What's going on? There was a lot of that where I was like, who understands what's being said and who's speaking what language? Uh, wait, when? When was when was this? Especially in, in the like third act where like there's soldiers and people are yelling stuff and talking to each other when Spider is is interpreting where I'm like, wait, can he just say to them in another language something, something like I, I don't know. It was all in English. And I was like, I don't understand who can talk this and who can't. And what are we saying in what language? Also, Spider could have killed all those people like way earlier, like just, uh, not physically. I'm just saying like tricking them like they're they, those soldiers oh, they're like the, the bad guys yeah the bad guys so yeah. when they when they kidnapped him yes and they're like he, when he sends Stephen lang to get the bird the pterodactyl i was like no do that again like do more of that be like you know what they do you know what you know what jake sully did he jumped off this fucking mountain right and he survived yeah do yeah, it. yeah well that's Dip the thing shit. like yeah you could have been at, at any point you could have just been like oh are you guys hungry that thing there eat that that's yeah. delicious <laughs> Like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you could have been like, oh, you know what Sully did? Here's the trick to getting these birds. You uh, look them dead in the eye and you jump off the cliff and then they come down and they save you. Here's a question. How does spider eat? I just thought of that. That's a good point. <laughs> it's fair. I guess That's he takes point. the mask off, takes a couple quick bites and puts the mask yeah. back on. Well, he could go. He always goes back to the thing, the scientist hut or whatever. Right. But when he's taken, like when they're just out. Oh, I don't fucking know, man. I guess so. Whatever. I also wrote here with the language. Also, they have a lot of American phrases in their language, like fish lips and bitch. <laughs> oh, this is a punch. I like bitch. I, I do it. Well, I was like, oh, really? The Navi also use a female dog as an insult? Yes. Well, it's fine. They have a lot of dogs. They're allowed to because Pandora? the dogs can talk to them. Very good. I, thank you. I Can I just say? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, this was my note. Okay, like I said, the movie started at 8.30. By 10 o'clock, this was my exact note. Where the fuck is this going? Yeah. That was a lot of that. Yeah. It just kind of, again, it was a lot of beautiful. This was around the time when all those beautiful shots of the of water were going and everything. And it was like, this is gorgeous. But like, what the fuck is going on? I absolutely thought that kid was going to fuck a whale. Maybe the shape of water has ruined me. Yes. But I won thousand when they did a little dance in the water mm-hmm. and they touched hands. He mm-hmm. touched his hand to the thing's fin and mm-hmm. he like was looking it in the eyes as he like removed a metal rod from it. I was like, they're going to have sex. 
Yeah. Why are the guns so big? Oh, I, I don't know. Shouldn't they be tiny in their big hands if they're oh, stealing them? yes. Why are the <gasps> guns normal size? You're right. You like, you know when you see them shoot right. an arrow and it looks like a normal arrow, and then you see it in a person and it's like, no, it's a fucking javelin? Yes. The guns should look like little toy guns. You're absolutely right. It bugs the shit out of me the whole movie. They should all be pistols. Yeah, yes. Yeah. They should all be pistols. He, Jake Sully should just be like... Bug the shit out of me. I like how James Cameron stole... Uh, so last movie, he stole the plot of Pocahontas and Dances with Wolves, and this time, he stole a shot from Free Willy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, you just went all out with it. You just went full free Willy, Cameron. And actually, I wasn't even mad. It was just like the ballsiness of like, wow, what a pull. Yeah, that he was like, this is mine now. Of all the movies, too. You're like, yeah, I'm going to take this one. This is mine. Yeah. It's been long enough. God damn. I was like, some of the plot points in this movie are so ball numbingly obvious. Like the oxygen fish is going to save them in the end. I knew that I was waiting for that. I didn't think it was going to be the ending. I thought it was going to be something that came up in like the the end of the first the second act or something that we were going to think someone was going to drown to death. And then it was like, oh, no, the fish thing is here that gives you it's not oxygen, whatever they fucking breathe. I don't know. Fucking carbon monoxide or some shit. And the bully takes Sully's kid out the middle of the ocean to, to fuck with him he's like hey why don't you come out to the middle of fucking nowhere with us because you're our friend now even though you just punched me in the face and he's like oh i'm not allowed to go and he's like ah oh, what are you a pussy and he's like all right i guess i'll go with you guys yeah. alone by the way you and i was cut, like what you want to cut an hour out of this movie cut all of that that could yeah. easily you could cut, and it serves no purpose yeah. the whole like lone whale thing yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing comes yeah up maybe it does help in the third act when they need help it does kind of yes kind of honestly but all like the whaling shit could be cut. when when he pulls up to the um when steven lang pulls up to the whaling boat i was like wait 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 what is this what's going on why does their ship look different right because i thought they had tracked norm's ship and they were commandeering that ship and they were going to fly that back to the islands right so yeah just take out all the all the whaling all the everything and just yeah. all the whales in fact just fucking get rid yes. of them it's so weird but that's what i mean like you could have easily that uh, he's a lone whale and blah 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 and everything we spent t- so much time on that i'm like this makes it's no it's an allegory chris for what jesus i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's like four jesus allegories in this so it's really hammering home for a guy who i'm pretty sure doesn't have religion that guy really is hammering home the christ allegories. he's trying to give it to everybody but yeah it's yeah. just I, oh man there's so much in this movie zoe saldana didn't earn her rage moment like she's acting crazy through this entire movie make her the sensible one because she was in the first movie right like she's the one who's like you don't know how to do this you're going crazy settle down it's going to be okay. This is how we do things yeah. here. But now she's the one who's just scream. It feels like James Cameron is just constantly going, no, scream more. I need you to scream. Yeah. Keep screaming. Yeah. And especially if you make her that way until the her son dies, then she has earned the, the moment, moment. Yeah. where she makes the crazy decision. And she's like, we're going to get our kids now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going on that boat. I'm getting my daughters. Right. But she's like irrational the whole Through the entire, entire thing. Movie. She has like a little a little cat fight. A little blue cat fight. Oh my gosh. It's so her and weird. Kate Winslet. There's so many so... hiss there's so much hissing in this movie. Yeah, Everybody's a lot of hissing. just hissing at each other. Yeah. I don't get yeah, it. It's a big hissy fit. I wrote here, oh, it's a Jesus story. 
What the fuck is Jermaine Clement doing in this? I don't know, but you know and what? Why I did like they give him a bad American accent when his co-star has an Australian accent? I know, I know. It's it's very odd. Although I I actually didn't mind him in this. I think with what he's given, he has, he's he has good. Ten lines. But like he's fine. Whatever. Yes, but he does great with those ten lines. Oh, here's something I noticed the second time I watched it. You uh-huh. can't see inside any of their mouths. When the humans talk, you can see their tongues, their oh. palates. You can see everything in their mouths because the light is so bright. But when the Navi speak, it's just black. Interesting. Yeah, because I was like, I was looking. Stephen Lang at one point has like a big moment. Maybe he yawns or something. But I was like, it's just black. Yeah. And then it cuts to the guy next to him talking. It's the Australian dude. And you can see his whole mouth inside because there's bright, there's sunlight. It, from when the, within his mouth. They put a light in his mouth to light the inside of yeah. his mouth? Yeah. 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 I think they did. They must have. Or maybe he's just one of those species like the, I don't remember what it's called, but those freaky fish that are way down there in the bottom of the ocean. It's got like a light on its tongue or whatever. An angler? An angler fish. Holy shit. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. I know stuff. <laughs> I know stuff. You know who they should have gotten to write this movie? Uh, Fucking me. Here's a question. Okay. Here's an answer, but you go first. I feel like this is going to be something that really pisses you off. Like, this is something that feels like you would have thought it. Yeah. They can't shoot the harpoon just anywhere on the whale because it's got like hard scales, right? Sure. So they got to shoot it either like on the belly or in the mouth or whatever. Uh huh. Uh huh. But the tracker can go just anywhere on it. So can they just make the harpoon out of whatever the tracker's made out of? <laughs> nah, you can't, because uh, otherwise, why not just make the plane out of the stuff they make the black box out of? You know what okay. I'm saying? Like, yeah, it just sure. doesn't... But a black box do doesn't fly. Well, it flies in the plane made of stuff not made of the black box. Exactly. It'd be too right. heavy. That's the reason they don't make right. it out of it. I know. It. So you can't do it with the har- with the tracker. I it don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. Did the sea people just leave after Jake Sully and his family went on the boat? There's a whole army fighting outside. Oh yeah, they and just then at the off. end, no one is there. Yeah, they were. They the whole sea people. They you, what you didn't see is that they were all fake fighting. Yeah, and so they were waiting for Jake Sully and his family to get back on the boat, and they're all just like they. Oh, uh, they're gone. Oh, they're gone. All right, high all fives, right, everyone. All right, <laughs> we did it. Let's go. Denny's in oh, five minutes. Everybody Christ. there, corner booth. I'll meet you there. Let's do it. This, I wrote here. This movie feels like Final Fantasy Spirits Within. You probably don't know what that is, but that's no. What it but feels it's like. a hilarious look reference. Up, if you don't know what it is, and this is, I'm talking to you too, Chris. Maybe not right now. Look up the trailer, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's yep, that's what this is. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, oh, I wrote here. Oh, they filmed in New Zealand. That's why Clement is in this. Yep. This is a three-hour-long, one-hour movie. That's all of my notes. Yeah, uh, I think that's. But oh, here's the last little thing that I noticed because you mentioned Edie Falco. Uh, you can tell that Edie Falco's character is that annoying person in the office that uh, doesn't refill the coffee pot after she takes the last cup <laughs> because she drinks so much fucking coffee in this movie. Yeah, where she I mean, that alone, they need to cut her off because that's got to be expensive to ship all that from Earth. Like every scene, she's she's sipping a cup of coffee, and I'm like, I get it, you're casual. I get it. I get it, guys. You're casual soldiers. I'm curious how they filmed that. Like, were they in, like, actual, like, stilt suits? No, they're not. Because you can kind of tell the first time you see her walking. Because it does a weird... I don't know. It's a weird transition. You can tell she's walking and they've put they've lifted her image up to fit into the stilt suit. Oh, yeah. And then they cut because then it's a scene. It's... 
they they cut to another shot of her like walking aside Stephen Lang, and it's just her walking. Yeah, like yeah. she has no problem walking whatsoever. Yeah. It's also just it's just weird. I why. I get it. You can hold the cup with this with a mech suit. And That's then the reason can, I was asking is like, how did they get that? You no, know what I mean? They mu- no, because you can tell she's like m- miming. She's doing like actor miming to make the mech suit do this. And then I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird. But it's in, like, does she have like PVC pipe attached to her arm so she can tell maybe. where the end of it is? You know, I guess maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, I, it's I no just idea. a very odd. Also, I'm like. That's it's another thing where I'm like, that's stupid. Like, just make. Yeah, I know. Just make a mech suit where you can take your arm off. Yeah. And then you drink your coffee yeah. and then you put it back put a cup holder on the arm. <laughs> right. Just put a cup holder on there. Yeah. I, I can get one on a Subaru. I, you yeah. can get one on a mech yeah, suit. Yeah. Put a cup holder in there. Take the arm out. Drink your coffee. Put it back in. Put the arm in. You can use the mech suit. Why do you have to hold a cup with a mech suit? You don't. This movie also. Also feels like it was made to play on loop in an aquarium. Oh yeah, like you know you, yes. you can go in and they have those like forty seat little theaters. Yeah, but like you wait in line to see the film that's about fish or whatever, and you go in and you watch it. This feels like that. Oh, if, I mean, it feels like a movie that they were like, hey. What should we put on all the TVs and Best Buys? Yeah. It's this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. What can we do to show off our 4K TVs? Exactly. It's you this know. thing right here. This is, it looks like a three hour long screensaver for a Samsung. Listen, that's really all I got to say about that. Believe yeah. it or not, as much as I've shit on this movie, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I, I mean, not. it is beautiful to watch. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Any frame you freeze on. Is going to look real good. Yes. Better than any frame you could find anywhere in any other movie. Yes. I feel like we're still not quite there. There's still a lot of moments where like CGI people are touching real people that I'm like, yeah, this isn't. Yeah, we haven't quite reached that. Yeah. And we've gone so far that it's unrealistic. Like the frame, the high frame rate is so unrealistic and so distracting. Well, that to me, that to me, it felt like. That's one of those moments where I was like, you didn't need to do this. Yeah. Like, you didn't need to do the high frame. You wanted to do it because you want to show off. Yeah. And uh, you don't need to do this. Yeah. And it, now it looks bad. It because does. Because you want to show off on a You could have gone a lower I don't know, frame man. Rate. I can't in good conscience recommend this <laughs> to anyone. In good conscience. I can't, man. <laughs> With the cost of movies nowadays, I just, it's, it's, I, it's not even fine. I don't no, like it. No, I mean, I would not. If, I mean, listen, who, what it's going to make a, it made a billion dollars like yeah. it, it, 10 minutes ago. So, but you if know, someone says to me, hey, people are talking about this movie a lot. Should I watch it? I'm going to be like, no, I would say just wait till it comes to streaming. That's a, that it's one of those. I'm like, just wait till it comes to streaming. But so like, did you even really like it if you're not going to recommend to someone to watch it? in Because that's the other thing, too. I don't think. 90% of the value that I got from this is because it was on a big screen. See, I don't know if I did, because at this point, a lot of TVs also have a beautiful picture to them. Yeah, but mine doesn't. Does yours? Mine does. I guess yours. You just got a yeah, new one. Yeah, mine does. But like, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of TVs have that like really beautiful picture to them. And so for me, the value more is like. I'll watch. I would rather watch this on streaming because I can watch it and get a beautiful picture in my home and I don't have to leave my house for three hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
as opposed to like, and I had to go and pay for fucking 3D movie. That yeah. I don't want to see a movie in 3D. I don't care. I saw it in 2D. I saw it in 3D and it does not enhance anything to me. Yeah. Like I could tell if I was watching this in 2D, the quality of the image, you know, the beauty of the image would not have been yeah. affected by it. Because I saw it in 2D and it was beautiful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And that's what I mean. Is it worth three hours of me leaving my house to do and paying like 25 bucks to go see? And no. 30 extra minutes for trailers. And yeah, and exactly. Where I'm like, no. But if you have a, a really good TV, if you have like a 4K TV or something like that or UHD or whatever, when it comes to streaming, yeah. You can, so you can sit down and watch this for three hours. Or if you don't have three hours, you can watch it. It's not a complicated movie. So you can watch it. Part of it. You can watch it an hour a night. Yeah. And go and work your way through it. Sure. And is it entertaining? Yeah, it is. But yeah, there are plenty of plot holes to it. It's not. Yeah, perfect. I don't know. I, I don't see. That's the thing. I don't think that I could recommend it over. Like, if you already have a streaming service that this is going to be on, like, do we know what it would go on? It would come to Disney Plus. There's so much other better stuff. There is other. I'm not. But I'm again, I'm not I'm not saying like watch this over other stuff. I know. But that's what I'm saying is like your time is so valuable. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. But it is. Thank it, you, buddy. So I appreciate that. You could watch Endgame again. That's what sure, I would rather do. But like for three hours. Yeah, you could watch, watch Endgame, Endgame again. again. But I've also seen Endgame a bunch, a bunch. Of, and yes, it's a it's a great movie. I, I This movie, the the. This movie does not take away from the quality of another movie. Yes, so if someone if someone is singularly asking me, should I watch this movie? I would be like, yeah, when it comes to streaming, I, uh, yeah, you could give it a watch. It's worth watching. But if it comes to if they're like, should I watch this over Endgame? I would go, no, sure. Don't no, Sure. Endgame is a supremely better movie. You know, I just mean there are so many. There's nobody who has seen all of the movies that are on streaming that are better than this, in my opinion. I, that's the point I'm trying to make, is that, like, if you're going to watch this or something else, I'm going to have to suggest you watch something else. Right, but that's not what you asked. You asked if someone I'm asked not, you if listen, you should watch that movie. All I'm, saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is I... I it's hard for me to recommend it is what I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not inherently disagreeing with what you're saying. Right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I know. I'm all I'm saying is it is difficult. Do you want to make out right now? Is that what's happening? This is what I feel like. We're I, I want to leave. Okay. <laughs> I want to say all I'm trying to say is I, I it's because I said it's, I can't in good conscience recommend it. All I'm saying is like. I think I didn't like it enough to say it's worth your time. Yeah, even. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of want to leave. Oh, do you want to leave this wow. and move on to the reading assignment, which is about leaving? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. You want to talk about Avatar for another hour and a half? Not in the slightest. OK, <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing a commentary on those Avatar movies. Sorry. I like choked on water now and which is ironic because we were just talking about that is the way of water. This is the way of water. It's slowly killing me over the course of this episode. (laughs) Chris. Yes. The year is 2013. One woman dared to dream of a new question, an important question. What would it be like if superheroes really existed? (laughs) And she decided to finally answer that question by creating the first ever real portrayal of real superheroes. No, I'm not talking about Watchmen or The Boys or Wanted 
or the Christopher Nolan Batman movies or Invincible or Kick-Ass or Jupiter's Legacy or The Dark Knight Returns or the never filmed James Cameron Spider-Man movie. No, I'm talking about a comic by our good friend, Gail Simone. I don't have to tell you we're good friends with comic book writer Gail Simone. Absolutely. Leaving Megalopolis. Uh, Leaving Megalopolis is a crowdfunded comic written by our good friend Gail Simone with art by uh, Jim Calafiore, who I've never met. Um, I don't know why Gail has but also good friend. No, I don't know why Gail hasn't introduced this yet. Uh, It reached one hundred and seventeen thousand six hundred sixty dollars of its thirty four thousand dollar goal in twenty thirteen. Self published in twenty thirteen. It was picked up by Dark Horse the following year. I think Christoph Mm -hmm. Topher. Yes. If I may. Yes. This is my favorite of the evil superhero stories that I have read. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Most of the stories like this start off with some premise that people are inherently evil and that if given superpowers, the average person is just going to start fucking raping and killing everything in sight. But this gives a natural reason as to why good people might turn evil. It's very compelling and believable. And I really enjoyed it like a lot. That's awesome. That's really good. Yeah, I, I really liked it. What did you think of it? I yeah, because I had assigned this to you, but it's basically it was one of those reading assignments. I was like, I've been meaning to get around to this. And if I make Andrew read it, then I have to read it, too. Yeah. I enjoyed this too. One, I enjoyed the brevity of it. It goes real, real quick. I also enjoyed the fact that we, and I've said this about a bunch of stories. I feel like recently we've been hitting this stride with a lot of our reading assignments, but like you just jump right into this. This is pure. We talked like in the, when we're talking about Avatar about how like good stories jump in right at the second act. Right. This is like, it doesn't jump in at the beginning of the second act. We're like damn near the end of the second act, almost in the third. Yeah. It's after, it's at the end of the story. Like the story is that the superheroes turned evil because of some reason. Exactly. Yeah. So, and in Megalopolis, all these heroes have now just, have reigned supreme over the city just hunting all the humans yeah and won't let them leave essentially yeah but they also can't leave it seems but they also can't leave and this has apparently been going on for a while because they have like they're having congressional hearings and things right. like that. The, the buildings are dilapidated. Like right. there's transit is dead yeah it's very post-apocalyptic it is it really is and so it is kind of interesting i also love a good you know, jump into a universe with original superheroes. I mean, you have, for the most part, you have, you kind of get a touch base on some of the heroes. And so they're recognizable tropes. Yeah, you have your Superman, you have your Flash, you have yeah. that type of thing. Um, but it's it's enough that I'm like, I'd be interested in this universe. I'd be interested to see more from this. Yeah. And you kind of just jump in with this band of citizens. And it's real simple. They just want to get out of the city. You know, you get a little backstory on the one woman, but for the most part, that's it. They're just like, hey, you're a stranger. I'm a stranger. We're trying to go in the same direction. So I guess we just stick together. And it's kind of neat. There's no like, you know, wait a second. It turns out we've been intertwined our whole time. Right. Yeah. And actually, I kind of enjoy the fact that some of these people that are going along, they just suck. Yeah. They're just like not bad or good people. They're just people. They just kind of suck. Yeah. And that's the kind of people if you work to run through, you know, normally in like like a Walking Dead or any zombie movie or something that's kind of close to this. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you get a band of people together and it turns out they're all really great and they're fantastic people and they're going to be best. Of, and these people, you're like, nah, these people are never going to see each other again. Well, and what I really appreciate as well is that they are not only just people. Right. But I I believe that they are they are realistically choosing sometimes the wrong choice. Right. For what they think is the greater good. Yes. And not in a like not in a way that's like. No, I have to kill everybody in order to say it's not that it's not like, you know, you see that a lot in like maniacal villains or whatever who are like, no, this is for the greater good. Oh, I see Lex what you're Luthor saying. Yeah. has to kill Superman because it's for the greater good or whatever. This is like, no, no, like even even something like, you know, the nurse, I forget his name, Michael, I think, yeah. is like, I'm I I believe that there's a hospital across the bridge that can help us. Right. And I believe that like that is a logical thing to do to right. me. That's a logical step to take to get out of here. And it could be the wrong choice. Right. They have no idea what's on the other side of that bridge or what's at the bridge. So like stuff like that, I'm like, these characters are making choices that I can't say I wouldn't make. Right. A lot of times you read this stuff and it's like, well, I've got to kill you or else the superheroes are going to. And it's like, uh, OK, I guess. But like it's really overwrought and it's really right. overdramatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this isn't. Yeah, this is more. It's funny. You said this is a story about how, you know, what if superheroes existed in real life? And most of the time in those stories, it's a story about the superheroes and how realistic they would be as people. Right. And you kind of miss the normal people and how they would live in a world full of superheroes. And this one kind of focuses more on that. And it's really like, okay, if superheroes existed, like, what would you and I, what would our existence be? And so if they're trying to get out of the city, like you said, when they make decisions, they're not always the right decisions or the wrong decisions. It's and they're not even if they make the wrong decision, it's not due to like some sense of nobility or misguided morals or anything. It's just like, should we go right or left? Right. And they go, we should go left. And that was the wrong decision. Yeah. But like, that's just a human decision. Like you just had right or left and you got to go one way. And I don't inherently disagree with their choice. Right. And that's what I mean. Yeah. You just go, oh yeah, I probably would have fucked that one up too. Like there's no right. There's no good answer to this. There's no clear answer. Yeah. There's no clear thing. It's just like, which way do we go we go towards the bridge and everyone's like well they kill everyone at the bridge and they're like but there's there's a hospital on the other side of the bridge and they're like well I guess that's what we do now. It's better than sitting here with our dicks in our hands. Yeah, exactly. And so we're just (laughs) eating dick and jerking off now. (laughs) So we're just going to (laughs) go, I guess, to the bridge. Like the whole thing, you know, at first when I first read it, I was like, this is kind of like you know, I, I'm not used to a story where the whole decision, the whole thrust of the story is like a shrug. Yeah. You know, but in real, in, the more I think about it, I'm like, in reality, that's what this situation would be. Like, if you and I were trying to get out of the city, you'd be like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know, the bridge. And you're like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Like, what, else, what the fucking options do we have here? Let's, yeah. sure, let's give it a it's shot. Better than the subway. Yep. Let's, I guess, the bridge. Why not? And that's kind of it's kind of refreshing in that way. Yeah, there is a sequel to this. There is as well. Yeah, I have not read it. I actually got it and I was going to try and read it before today, but I didn't get a chance to. But I'm going to think I'm going to give it. I think I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, Let me tell you, I think you should, because I liked this so much. That I read the sequel. And did you like it? I liked it even more than this one. Ooh, now I'm interested. So I enjoyed the first one quite a bit, but I really think 
that the sequel is quite a bit better. It answers a lot more questions. It focuses on... So this is a small spoiler, but it's not it's really not a big deal. It's really just what the second volume is about. Okay. It's like sort of the ba- very basic plot. And it's one aspect of the very basic plot, sure. which is uh, we are introduced to the villains of this world. Ooh. Now I'm really interested, actually. Right. It's it's real, real cool. I I I just loved it so much. So okay. uh, I would encourage anyone to re- especially if you've read the first one, if you decide to read the first one, people listening, continue on, read the second one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hopefully a third one. Yes. Uh, here's another thing I did. We got a recommendation from a good friend of the pod, the Fres nerd. Yeah. On Twitter. Who recommended I read Clean Room? Yes. Which is another Gail Simone story. So I read the first volume of that and the first half of the second volume. Okay. And it's very good as well. I think I like this better. Okay. But Clean Room is, uh, it's weird because if you read Clean Room, you'll be like, oh, this is an Andrew. This is clearly something Andrew would like. Okay. But I don't know that it's, uh, it's interesting because it's like, um, it feels very much like something is killing the children. It's that kind of style. Is this going to be my reading assignment? Uh, it might be. I feel like it should be. Yeah, because I didn't think to get one. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we do that? Then? Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Since it came, you know, since the Fresno yeah, yeah. recommended it, let's yeah, yeah, make we'll it a reading it. assignment. Yeah, then let's I, do I that. won't talk too much about that here then. But it's uh, it feels more like a like a story that I would like. Okay, but for reasons that I guess we'll get into in a couple weeks. Okay, great. It isn't quite something I liked as much. I I do enjoy it. I did enjoy it. But and I'm gonna finish that one as well. Right. Okay. Um, there's I think there's three volumes right now. Okay. All right. And um, but I just like this one. I don't know. There's something about this that is more. I'm more interested in the characters. I'm more interested in the world. Right. It feels like a world that used to be. The Marvel and DC world that is now just a pile of shit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm so happy that you enjoyed this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I like this idea. Let's go with the Fresh Nerds reading recommendation for us. Yeah. For the, for the clean room. All right. So that'll be next week. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Should we get out of here? Let's get the fuck Let's out of here. Let's get the, all right. Doing this hey, for too long. Uh, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash the media lunch break. We, you can listen to new episodes hot and ready. Hot and ready, baby. Hot and ready. Mm-hmm. Every week, 8 in the morning, right at SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. The episodes come out a little later, places like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, stuff like that. So if you want to listen to it as soon as it airs, that's SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break every Tuesday, 8 in the morning. We're on Twitter still somehow, uh, even though I blocked Elon Musk. Yeah. But you're not writing articles about him. That's why we can't this up. Yeah. And that our handle there is at Media Lunch Break. We're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. And we're on YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break, where we're putting out a fuck ton of videos starting like right now, basically. Yes. Check it out. Maybe tomorrow or the day after, I'm going to make a video okay. about something cool. Ooh. I don't know what yet. Yep. But you do. Yes. Or you will. Yes. In a couple days. Yes, you will. And that is youtube.com slash the media lunch break. Make sure you go there and like and subscribe to the channel. Like videos, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at the media lunch break. We put out little videos there every now and then. You can also visit our Patreon, and that's patreon.com slash the media lunch break. If you feel like getting a little something extra, 
like say a video version of the podcast, Ooh. which we put up every week, mm-hmm. and it's early. Mm-hmm. It comes out bef- like days before the episode comes out everywhere else. It's a video version. So you get to see our beautiful faces and you get to see that I'm wearing uh, a shirt in honor what is this? What is of this Avatar. Oh, oh, very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What? Don't tell the people. Well, now I entice them to go. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. I'm going to bleep it out. I ruined it. If you want to know right, what's on it. this shirt. Yeah. You got to fucking give us money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, and that's, uh, you know. You can get there. We got tons of cool stuff. Oh, and it's unedited. We don't edit the the video at all. So uh, I probably cut a fuck ton out of this episode because it's very long. But if you want our full thoughts on it, you can head over to patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You can also send us an email at the media lunch break at gmail.com. If you ever want to give us a recommendation or tell us you don't like us or tell us you love us or ask me to marry you. Don't do that. Don't be weird. Please don't be weird. Uh, do it, do it, do it, do it. No, please don't. And uh, you can also visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, thumbs up on YouTube. Give us a subscribe over there. Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For being one of our favorite patrons. Yeah. Uh, as as uh, Andrew said, uh, you can always leave a rating and a review, and you can leave it right in app, and it, it really, really does help. Uh, as always, you leave leave a five-star rating you can leave whatever review you want once again uh this week if you leave a review you leave a five-star rating just ask andrew to marry you right in the review okay great just i want twenty thousand proposals to andrew and then uh we'll he will pick his lucky bride to be right here on the podcast as always if you've got uh you know this week we talked about megalopolis we talked about avatar but If you've got an idea, if you're like, hey, listen, listen, you guys, Uh, I know you're reading this. I know you're watching this, but you should be doing this instead. Send it over. The Fresnerd heard we're talking about Megalopolis and was like, hey, guys, you should read this. And now that's the reading assignment for next week. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're talking about. If you're reading something, you hear we're doing something and you're like, you should be checking this out. Look in this direction over here. Send it over to us. If you're a creator, you made something. You made a pilot. You shot a TV show. You shot a movie. You made a podcast actually don't do a podcast we do a podcast i don't care do a podcast whatever but uh you wrote a comic anything like that and you want us to put some eyes on it you want us to put some ears on it you want us to talk about give us give you our thoughts things like that send it over we will do it we'll talk about it on the air we'll point people towards your thing uh we love doing that um other than that uh that's about it Next week is going to be the best damn day of the week. The first one of 2023, baby. Oh, man. Tuesday. We're going to talk about so many celebrity deaths. I can't wait. (laughs) There's so many that's going to die. And then the following week, I haven't mapped it out yet. I have to sit down and map out a little more in 2023 of what we're going to do. We could talk about knives out you mean gl ass onion that's it with that's a possibility i'm not saying that for certain but that's that's on the table um so maybe that maybe something people are else. saying it's bad but uh, i don't I'm, know i'm halfway through it i'm enjoying it yeah i was gonna say i feel like this is something i would like yeah um so maybe that but if we think of something else we could do that as well we'll we'll figure it out we got a couple weeks until then yeah and then we'll talk about clean house by gail simone as well other than that that's it there it is 
We made a thing. That's how we, we made a there thing. There wasn't a thing. And guess what? Boom. There's a thing. There now. was no thing. Now there's a That's thing. That's how easy it is. That's it. So there it is. If you listen to this, go out, make a thing. All right. All we had to do was watch a three and a half hour long movie. Yep. And read a book. And then talk for an hour and a half. And then Andrew edits it together in six hours. And then boom. And then boom. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. (laughs) There it is. Uh, So go out and make a thing. That's it. There it is. That's all there is to it. That's all I got, sir. That's the end of this show. Ben Shapiro didn't like Glass Onion. Who's Ben Shapiro again? Oh. Why do I care about his opinion? I am in love with you. (laughs) 